Hello, welcome to the You Can Try podcast. I'm Penny Wilkin from You Can Coaching and on this podcast I'm going to talk to people who share my passion for swimming, cycling, running and triathlon as well as anything in between. This is episode 51 where I chat with Sarah Scholes about swimming the Humber estuary as well as what it's like to swim in the River Trent. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Amazing to have you here. I um, I followed your swimming actually for a number of years and I was so chuffed to get a chance to swim the Humber with you a few weeks ago. Uh, But before we go any further, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your swimming background, how you got into it, you know, just some interesting things. Yeah, I started swimming from a very, very early age, um, lessons, uh, progressed to Cossacks, which is a Staffordshire County um, swimming club. Um, also swam for Cheadle, which is a Staffordshire Moorlands town. Did that till I was about <clears throat> 16, 18. Um, so I still swam every day um, at the local um, fitness club with my son. As soon as my son was born, I taught him to swim. Found open water ooh, probably 15 years ago on the coast in Anglesey. Decided I liked it, thought I'd give it a go. Um, saw that Chippenham River Festival were hosting a river swim, and I thought, I'll have a go at this. And what river, the what river is that? It's the Avon. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, it's the Avon. Hopefully it's coming back. It hasn't been on since 2014, but I've got a meeting on Wednesday about bringing it back. Um, <clears throat> got there, bottled it, couldn't do it. Some woman grabbed hold of me and went, right, you're coming with me, you're doing it. And that was it. Um, I then found the Trent, which then led to the Humber. Um, and I've loved every minute of it. So what attracted you, so after all of those years swimming indoors in the pool with clubs and things, what attracted you to outdoor swimming in the first place? The peace, the quiet, the tranquility, not turning round, no chlorine, nobody bashing into me, well not very often. (laughs) It was just, it was the feeling after as well, the, you know, the euphoria, once you swam, it just felt amazing. Cool, yeah, I, I can relate to that, especially the chlorine and all oh. of the turning around. So let's talk about the Humber, so swimming the Humber. So first of all, how on earth did you get into organising this little little event, this little swim? Um, it was a friend at the time, Dave Bacon, we'd swam together for years in the Dolphin in the Trent, and he, we were up there camping and he said, come and have a look at the Sperm Point. So we would walk to Sperm Point and he went, right, let's go and see the Humber Bridge. Well, I hadn't been to Humber since I was a teenager because we used to get shipped up there to race on a Saturday night. So I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had an ice cream and stupidly he said, do you want to swim it? And I said, yeah, all right then. So he said, right, we're in in 12 weeks. So we went to Humber Rescue. Um, they did a test swim with us. So dropped us on the other side of the bridge and made us swim back towards Humber Rescue. Forgot to tell us the tide was going the other way. So we didn't go anywhere for about 25 minutes. Um, and then, yeah, we did the first one, 2014. And what is it about the Humber that, um, yeah, inspired you to, what do you think it is that attracts people to want to swim it? I think it's mega special for the cause that we raise the money for. Um, Dave Roberts at Humber Rescue jobs have been there since day one new lads have come in but when you hear what they do and you know the stories that they tell my heart just goes out to them and if I can do something to help them keep going 
I'll keep going as long as I can. So go on, tell us a bit about Humber Rescue. Who the are Humber they? Rescue they are all volunteers. Um, they get no funding other than donations, basically. Um, Dave Roberts, I think, started it in 1990, and it costs them about £180,000 a year to run it which is a lot of money to raise, but we're doing very well. We've got just over 15,000 at the moment, two swims left. So it's an independent lifeboat, lifeboat station, is that how you describe it? Uh, yeah, lifeboat service. I mean, you've got the one at Sperm, Sperm Point, but I think that's RNLI. Uh -huh. um, and when you see the call-outs that they get, and they're only young lads, some of them, and they just do such a job that, you know, I'm in awe of them. How Do you know how often they get called out? Um, I think they're on call out 58 at the moment of this year. Right. Um, they had a bigger rise last year, obviously, because of everything we were all living through. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think the last call out was to some intoxicated people in the docks on the wrong side of the fencing or whatever. So, yeah, they, they have some stories to tell. They do have some stories to tell. And, uh, yeah, it just amazes me because it's quite a skilled thing to do isn't it yeah. um it's not just it's not like doing a year first aid course with st john's ambulance every year or whatever it's quite a profession isn't it mm. um you know and then they do it all as volunteers i think that's what's well that's it i mean you know not one of them earns anything from it they've all got full-time professional jobs they've got a little app on the phone it shows you as available and you go ping 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 you're in, in the boat and off we go so, but they've been so good over the years and so supportive of the swim. And you've met the lads, you've swam with them. They're just, they're just amazing. And so come on then, we better talk a little bit more about the actual swim. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go on, tell us about where it is, how far it is, how long it takes, what the challenges are, how, <laughs> how it all happens. Yeah, well, we started with two a year in the beginning. Obviously, we couldn't do any last year, so they gave us six this year nine swims next year um obviously cross from meet at humber rescue cross across go across to barton on humber in the lifeboats you'll leave the lifeboats and enter the uh the humber that is never ever the same um swimming distance between 1.5 and 4k dependent on the weather the tide everything else and um, swimming under the iconic bridge along the shore Heading for the Green Boy the and then heading boy. for the pub, <laughs> which should hopefully land you at Humber Rescue. We haven't done too badly this year. A few have disappeared back under the bridge. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a challenging swim. For me, I find you have to be strong-minded, strong in your body. You don't have to be physically fast, but just strong. So any condition it throws at you, you can cope with. So the first thing is, um, so you, you can't do it like every day of the week because of the tides, right? Yeah. So that's one reason why you've only got a few to do yeah. because you have to do it on a particular uh, high tide. Yeah, you've got to watch all the high tides. Yeah. And on a particular cycle in the tide, does it? Um... It's, it's more or less high tide, but obviously because Humber Rescue are all volunteers, they only usually work on a Sunday. So that's the day that they can practice with the swimmers in the water. Right. So high tide on a Sunday, which yeah. next year is starting in June and ending in October because it's so strange for some reason. Yeah. So it's no use also if high tide is like four in the morning or whatever, is it? It needs to be <laughs> a, a sensible, 
a sensible time. Um, okay, okay, yeah, so we talked about the tides. Oh, and so then the other thing is, um, you know, why wouldn't you just, you know, why wouldn't I just drive up to Humber Estuary tomorrow and just get in myself and have a swim? Um, because if you got into difficulty and couldn't get out, obviously the tides are so strong. I've swam one year and I couldn't get into the side because it was too strong. That tide will take you out to sea, down the River Trent, down the ooze. <laughs> so, yeah, you need a lifeboat crew there to make sure that you're safe. So it's a pretty treacherous stretch of water, isn't it? I don't know if I told you, but when we went up for the swim, uh, we took the train, right? And as the train was just coming into Hull, you can see the estuary. And I happened to say to my husband and my dad, oh, look, it's not that far, is it? How difficult can it be? Just, you know, a bit of a joke. Oh, look, I'm going to swim that tomorrow. And then the guy in front of me turned around and said, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. It's a treacherous stretch of water. Um, and because and it is, isn't it? You know, the tide yeah. is really um, unpredictable and, and strong. And, you know, you need to know what you're doing. And anyway, he it turned out that he was involved with Humber Rescue. Oh, Okay. I said I was doing the swim tomorrow, you know, so that was okay. Yeah, it's the fifth busiest shipping channel in the world. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we have to arrange with um, <clears throat> the um, Coastal Guard to stop those boats during that time that the swimmers are in the water as well. So if you just went up for a little dip, you could be ending up with a huge, great boat at the side of you. So, yeah, it all has to be done and managed properly because it, it is a treacherous stretch of river. yeah no i hadn't realized you would have been negotiating all of that with the coast guard mm. as well yeah no yeah. okay impressive yeah we have we have to get permission we have to get the boat stuck we have to give them all your ages whether you're wearing a wetsuit <laughs> yeah so okay and then okay so um you we get in the little they're not little in the lifeboats and and so that's another reason why you keep it really small, isn't it? So it, it um, because it's the number of people that can go in the boats and get taken across. We used to do two swimmers a year. Of, um, I think there were 12 on each boat back then. So we had about 24 swimmers. 2018, we had really bad weather. It wasn't rain. It was just the wind. And obviously the waves picked up and it got so treacherous that you couldn't see the bridge. You couldn't see the lifeboat. You couldn't see any other swimmers. I mean, luckily, we all made it across. But then they sort of said, no, cut down on the numbers. You've got to have a tow float. You've got to have a bright cap. We can't see you. And if we can't see you, we don't know you're safe. Yeah. No, so no, it's no. a huge safety, the safety issue behind it all, which people don't see behind the scenes, is, is huge. Yeah. And, you know, I've done quite a lot of swimming and in different waters. And, I've, you know, I've swam the channel with relay teams a few times and, and different things. And um, so you get an idea, you know, of, um, you know, what it's like in the chop and everything else. But I don't live near the sea, so I don't do it very often. And the conversation we had with the other swimmers on the way over was, you know, about the tow floats. And even when you're in the water, even with the tow float, if it's choppy, you know, you, you can't see things. And, you know, from the boat when um, and on the shore, you know, when I did it, mm. it didn't actually look that rough. No, I mean, when you got to the other side, <laughs> the wind was, you felt, oh, oh, it's a bit windy because it was a bit more exposed, but it didn't look that choppy. And then when you got in, you were like, oh, where is everyone? <laughs> I can't see the <laughs> floats, I can't see the hats. Yeah. So even when the waves aren't big, it can be difficult, can't it, to see? That's what I'm saying. You know, it's just it's a swim as well about being headstrong. So you don't panic. You know that those lifeboats are watching you every inch of the way. And I think that's what makes it such a, a safe 
enjoyable swim. I know it can get a bit choppy and a bit rough, but I like it like that because it's yeah, experience. No. makes it interesting, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so you don't swim in a straight line because of the way the tides go, right? Yeah. So um, what happened was, so we start at exactly high tide, is that right? No, we start half an hour before high tide. Half an hour before high tide, yeah. of course, right? You're in the water half an hour before, so you're going to swim initially with the incoming tide heading towards the trend. So it sweeps you up yeah. inshore, under the bridge a little bit, yeah, for half an hour. And then, then high tide, that's when you get the slack water in the middle when the tides are changing. I tell you what, it didn't feel slack. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you hit the green boy, you're supposed to come back with the outgoing tide. And what's tell me about the green boy? Tell what, tell everyone about the green boy. Well, the green boy looks quite tiny, doesn't it, when you look at it from the shore? Um, and as you try and approach it and try and approach it, this year we've noticed everybody's going higher up around it than previous years but obviously that's the tide again that's mother nature controlling the water um, but obviously the green boy grows in size and not many people get to it <laughs> yeah it looks tiny from the shore but then it is a giant metal huge metal thing it, it um, turns that's when you know the tide's changing when it turns so it's actually um it's hard to describe isn't it so it isn't yeah. just so if you know what like channel markers are at sea and things like that, so you get like a round sort of green thing. It isn't just a round one, is it? It's like long as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of shaped like a, I don't know, metal, old metal boat, isn't it? Shaped like a boat, yeah. So when yeah. the tide changes, the boat changes the other yeah, way. Yeah, moves direction. And it's frustrating now we're talking about it. I couldn't even see that when I was in the water. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know. Um, perhaps because it, it wasn't a boat anymore when I was in the water. It was like a green monster. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's like that. Everybody's always hated it every swim. <laughs> so the green boy is like the channel marker, right, isn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah where the, so the boats know where the channel is, you know, where to go. Yeah. So we're swimming. Oh, yeah. So we aim to get around about the green boy and then you hope that you get this bit of slack water. And then what happens to swimmers once they get past the green boy? So they're in the main channel then. In the main yeah, they're starting to turn, aren't they? They're starting to turn towards to come back towards Humber Rescue and the foreshore. We always try and say head to the country in um, hotel and restaurant because hopefully by then the tide picks up. And you should land at Humber Rescue. I mean, I finished all the way down the coast, up the coast, everywhere. <laughs> I think once out of seven times I've got out at Humber Rescue. So it's, it's a feat in itself. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, you know, the interesting thing for me was it, it didn't matter. Um, I mean, you, you know, I'd heard you, heard you explain all of this and there was a little video in the Facebook group and I've seen this tracks and you heard the briefing, and you know, so I've heard all of this and I know it all. And I've got a little bit of experience because, you know, it's the same when you swim the channel and different things. But actually when I was doing it, um, you, you know, it doesn't, doesn't sink in, doesn't it? And your actual experience of it is a little bit different. Yeah. So in our group, I can't remember his name. There was someone who's done it quite a few times so he kept telling us you know where to aim for so that that was really helpful and I could see we were aiming yeah to the pub or the white house to the left of Humber Rescue so all of that went really well and um I can't say I ever felt a moment where there was a slack tide but what I felt was one minute the water was everywhere because it's the estuary and the tide and then the next minute I was swimming like superwoman I was going so fast and it felt like really smooth 
Yeah. Um, and you could feel yourself glide forward. So I guess that is the tide changing. That's, yeah, that's the one to when it yeah. changes. But it was really quite noticeable. One minute it wasn't, and then the next minute it was. So yeah, I was like, oh. Like an Olympian, don't you? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at me, I'm a champion. And we were nearly there. And um, and so I'm still trying to aim to the left of the slipway and the rescue, like you say. And I get a bit closer and I'm so close, I can see the slipway and I can see everyone. And I'm like, well, it's just a few strokes and then I'm in, aren't yeah. I? And uh, and then I look up and I was getting swept past it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a bit of a shock. But then the, here's the funny thing, Sarah. Then I went, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm fit and I'm a fast swimmer. I'm all right. I'll just go all out, you know, and I'll yeah, get to get the slipway, in. won't I? So I went all out for like a few minutes, as hard as I could, thinking it'll be fine. And I look up and I'm still going backwards. <laughs> yeah. And and so yeah. that was really quite a shock for me to yeah. feel how strong it was, how strong the tide was, so close to the shore. It's that force, it's that force that you can't break through. Yeah. I mean, I've I've done it where I've gone back under the bridge, finished just a beach down but down below and still can't get in. You know, and it's just that moment you think, I am a good swimmer, but why can't I get to shore? Yeah, no, I, I, I was really quite surprised about how strong it could be so close to the shore. And then I was a bit confused. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And uh, I don't know if it was Frank or someone said, come on, just swim to the shore. Yeah. It's just, you've just got to swim in. And then I did a few more strokes. I still didn't feel like I was going anywhere. But then, you know what? I was so close to the shore, I suddenly realised I could put my feet down. Stand up. It's just stand up. And and like, it was only just above my knees. It wasn't, it wasn't. It's, it's that initial thing when you stand up as well. You get that wobble. You do. You do. So many people go back in. Yeah. It is yeah, strange. Yeah. So yeah, no, no. I, it was really quite incredible. The tide and, you know, the power of the tide on the other side. And um, the experience of it, though, isn't it? It's totally yeah. different than even what you imagine it's going to be. Yeah, no, I, I loved it, and it just makes it really interesting. And um, I think also, although I mean, the day that I did it, I thought it was a tough swim. I thought that it was choppy and everything. And you know, I'm a fairly experienced swimmer, but it was great because everyone still got across, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, Not, everybody. I, I think, think you know. One person at the four swims who who didn't get across, and that's it. So everybody's done amazingly well. And uh, the people, there were people just doing breaststroke all the way across as well, weren't there? <laughs> I remember the first year we went to swim it. We got cameras. And we were photographing underneath the bridge and thinking this is great fun. So then the tide changed. And we realised we'd all got to swim for our lives, and it's like what? <laughs> I learnt over the years after that. <laughs> and so, do you? Um put any um limits or recommendations on who you know who can do it how fast you have to be how good you have to be or how far you have to swim anything like that we don't put anything on how fast you are obviously we get times now so we can split the two boats so we've got a faster boat and a slower group which we used to do but then we stopped doing it when they when they limited the groups all we say basically is can you swim more than two miles in tidal water because i don't think people realize it's tidal you know, when you get people who swim in lakes and then come to swim the Humber and think, what the is going on? Like you say, I don't live anywhere near the coast. So I, I can't get any sea practice in. But yeah, it, it's um, no age restriction. I think the oldest person this year is 76. Wow. Whizzed across. Yeah. <laughs> like you say, each swim's different. We've had really choppy ones, really smooth ones. You just can't, 
I think Mother Nature just likes to throw a bit into the mix. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's what that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it fun. And any particular tips for people preparing for the swim? I would say do quite a bit of sea swimming, tidal swimming. Um, get yourself into those waves, get hit in the face, make sure you can sight, you can breathe. Because people, if you're in flat water all the time training, people don't realise that that wave's going to smack you. You're not going to be able to see where you're going. <laughs> you know, and if you if bilateral breathing, yeah, but every time you turn that way, it's going to eat you. <laughs> that, that so, yeah, do a lot of sea training. Um, or if, I mean, not, like we haven't got a coast or anything, just open water, not a still lake, go for, you know, a river or something like that yeah yeah just doing some different things isn't it mm. and um, i was trained for the first run i think in swan pool in birmingham um but i knew what i'd got to do i think if you don't go up and see the humber before you swim it you don't quite know what you're going to expect it's when you drive across that bridge and you think that is a long way and it's quite intimidating i think you've sort of said that or somebody said it in the facebook group that you know, you get there and there's a great big metal bridge and the river, the water looks a bit murky and dark and brown. And then you're standing on the beach and it's like um, quite exposed and the wind is like whipping down the estuary. You know, it's not a beautiful blue, warm, <laughs> attractive looking thing to swim in, is it? No, it's not. I mean, it's all the silt from the bottom. The Humber's the cleanest it's ever been now um you know they're testing it regularly and everything like that but it, it does look grim when you stand and look at it unless it's a sunny day and then you get a little sparkle on the water um but yeah it, it is quite an opposing sight and then obviously you get your safety brief you get put into this climb a ladder to get into the boat and then you're off across and i think people have enjoyed the boat ride more than anything oh yeah i enjoyed the boat ride yeah yeah, yeah no, no 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 and it's interesting to chat to the guys who are you oh know, yeah safe, you know um, well, we've got the first first Humber Rescue guy swimming on Sunday. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Ryan and Andy, who are the two, one of the, well, um, higher ranking ones, shall I say, um, they've signed up for next year as well. So oh, wow, they cool. are in the water now, <laughs> which is good. Really. And have you seen people make any particular mistakes with swimming? Um I did speak to a coach the other day and he was saying that a few people are going to him who do lake swimming, who say, right, fix me for the Humber, you know? And he says, you know, in one session, I can't do it. So it is that practice, 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 build your body up, build your body up. Um, we had a few firemen on the last swim who thought it, they'd swim off as fast as they could to get across uh, as quick as they can for the personal best. And the problem is if you're doing that, you're putting all the other swimmers at risk because the boats can't keep you together i mean some people don't like swimming in a group of people or a pod of people but you're in a really dangerous shipping channel and these lifeboats need to be able to see i mean the communication it comes back to the shore to me now you know we've got three here we've got two here we've got one here one doesn't want to do this one wants to get out it's quite intense so that's um a really important point actually that we should say that it isn't a race is no. it there's no timing chip there's no time and you do have to swim together as the group of people in your boat you've got to become a group haven't you yeah um, work you know. together a bit yeah and that's that's what's different about the swim um some people don't get it no matter how many times i tell them they still don't get it so humber rescue this year if you're pulling out too far in front they'll ask you to come back 
you know, it's just for safety, not, you know, not for any other reason. If you want a personal best, I don't know, go and <laughs> do a different yeah. yeah, Yeah, no. So I really liked that. So for me, that was like a really good change because yeah. I'm often doing triathlon and you're training and, and you're trying to chase something. And I mean, I do, you know, wild swimming as well without mm. a time or an objective in river swimming and stuff, which is different. But so, yeah, that's what I really liked about it. So there was no time. There was no yeah. pressure. I was a little bit worried because I didn't put my wetsuit on because I just wanted to swim in, you know, experience the water and feel it. So then when you say all swim as a group, I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe I'm going to get a bit cold here. But actually the water in, so um, I was there in August. I don't know what the water temperature was, but I wasn't cold. It was usually about 17, 18 degrees throughout most of the summer. Yeah, so even with the stopping and waiting and regrouping, Mm. I, I didn't get cold. I mean, some people might, but... Um, I didn't. Uh, but what I liked was he could stop and have a chat. Yeah. And like, yeah, and like look around and experience it and look at the bridge. It. It's, it's about enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. You know, like triathlon, you're off, you've gone, you don't see anything, job done. Yeah, you put your head down and that's you, it. You've got to experience it. And with the Humber, you either love it or you hate it. So Martin is swimming all the swims this year. He's, wow. I think he started the year after me. Um, he's doing nine next year. You, you, Leanne, she's on every swim this year. You either absolutely get it or you hate it. But uh, to be to be honest, I think only probably five people haven't enjoyed it so far. I mean, it was like it was a bit choppy. I did swallow a lot of water, mm. um, so that might put people off. Or if you if sometimes people get a bit sick, don't they? So that might. But I've think- never. There's only been one um, this year, never in the years before have we had anybody who's fallen ill. Um, one this year said she did, but she didn't know whether it was the water or the gin she drank after to celebrate. Oh, I saw that, yeah. I'd have said <laughs> did you see that? I did. It was funny. <laughs> but to be, to be honest, the whole years I've swam the Trent and the Humber, never been poorly. Went to the Tame, fell really ill. So... So, Trent water. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good little segue into the River Trent. So tell us um, a bit about the swimming that you do, that you do in the Trent and, and why you like it. Um, it started as a small group of us, just socially swimming. And then I went to find the head of the Trent, because obviously I'm from Stoke-on-Trent. Found the head of the Trent, which is just a stone and a little sprinkle. Followed it all the way to Shrugborough Hall, where you can actually start swimming it. So we had to walk for three days to wow. along because it's a little tiny trickle. Okay. Um, started swimming from Shrugborough, and then each weekend we started doing the next bit and the next bit and the next bit. So it was getting quite sort of big by this time. There were a lot of people turning up to swim. We swam through Newark with about 30, 35 swimmers. And wow. we were having a great time. And then we were swimming one day and we were joking around with Tom Milner and said, do you want to swim the lot of it? You know, we'll start with the walk, make, make it an event. You get in at Shrugbread, Humber Rescue will get you at the end and take you to Trent Falls to the end of the Trent. And it took him nine days, 100 and I think it was 34 miles. And he got out at the end, beaming with a smile and having a blast of a time. He loved it. It was an experience real experience but it was great that Humber Rescue again came down to Kim and his wife to see Trent Falls brought them back they've just been brilliant so how how far or how long did he swim for each day um just depending on where we were going to or where we were getting out so to go between 11 miles or 17 
Um, wow. But as we approached closer and closer towards the end, uh, North Ferrabeen, uh, that area, he was going that fast with the tide. Wow, yeah. And it was it was frightening. We got two kayakers on the water with him all the time. Mm -hmm. We were like his rodeo crew, so we were going steps ahead, feeding him, getting him to his accommodation. But it, it was an absolute amazing experience. Mm. I'd love to do it again, but nobody wants to do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love to do it too one day. I'd love to do that. It's yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It, 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 was, it was brilliant. And obviously we did that. Well, that was nine days on the road. And then we swam the Humber the weekend after, and it was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love that idea of a journey from... Yeah the start to the finish you know oh it was great we had bbc one on board they were borrowing boats off people at the side of the river to get on and film on the water and everything um the bbc one uh, i think it was the news that came down to sugar hall to the start filmed all the start of the swim put him on tv each night with his progress but he, I, I loved it i just love the trend the trend's just just me so what's your favorite spot on the trend for swimming my favorite spot um I love swimming through Newark. Okay, yeah, tell us about that. Don't think of, that Newark's not that far from me. I'm writing that down. Now. Yeah, so I think it's the Lord Ted pub, which is just outside of Newark. And then we swim through the marina and past the castle and then get out just before the weir, obviously. Okay, yeah. Um, but that's a really good swim. The other one I like is the Victoria Embankment. So you're going through Nottingham and you pass the forest ground. So that's a good swim, finishing at home pier point. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I just did the triathlon there, Outlaw, and you run up and down there, past that yeah. ground. And as I'm running up and down, I'm thinking, oh, I'd much rather be swimming. Oh, it's a lovely stretch to swim. Um, I, I, I just love all of it. I just love the river. I think it's a much better swim, a much bigger place, much better place to swim the Trent than the River Avon, which is where we do a lot of our swimming. The Trent's just bigger and deeper and wider, isn't it? Yeah, the first few sections can get a bit shallow at times and you find yourself walking along instead of swimming along. But yeah, it opens up. I mean, when you see it, it starts in this little trickle and it ends up in the Humber. It's quite, it's quite amazing and it's the only river that runs north. Right. The only Robert River in the country that goes north. Oh, well, there we go. Another little interesting fact. <laughs> and then just um, thinking about more um, open water swimming in the last, I don't know, year or couple of years, mm. uh, uh, you know, particularly. Um, what, what have you seen that's changed over the last couple oh, of years with open water swimming? Just everybody's doing it now, aren't they? You know, I manage a, a couple of Facebook groups. I've just taken on another one for a friend. And the amount of requests on a daily basis, it's a job in itself. I think people have realised that the benefits of it, um, the health benefits, the social benefits, it's just the safety issue. You know, we, we have these groups and we say, you know, go with an experienced swimmer, don't go on your own. You know, we try and install all the safety to the point that we're trying to open a reservoir up here with um, Canals and Rivers Trust, which is very slow progress just so we can take younger people or, you know, anybody who wants to learn about open water to somewhere safe, um, you know, let them experience it first where it's safe before they go and do, you know, it on their own. And hopefully they'll all learn, you know, if I can just teach one person how to save somebody else's life, I'm happy. It's definitely a challenge, isn't it? Because um, on the one hand, you want people to go swimming and it, it's quite possible to swim in a river and swim wild. And, um, you know, you don't 
it doesn't need masses of kit and everything else and you want to encourage people to do it but on the other hand I mean in every other country works doesn't it you know in every other country works I think we're just not educated you teach kids to swim in a swimming pool and safety they're not going to fall into a swimming pool are they you know as if they're walking down a canal or you know a quarry or something I just think it's a major issue that we need to make it more open but discuss safety more with them yeah, no, and something can look nice. And mm. you know what? I'm a bit of a wimp with the cold, if the truth be told. The swimming pool can feel cold to me sometimes. But yeah, <laughs> you know, it can be a lovely hot le- hot day, can't it? And a, and a lake or a river or something yeah. can look like it would be lovely, but actually it can be quite cold still when you get in. And the same, you know, again, I'm quite experienced, but you can look at a river and think the current is fine. And then you get in and, and you can't swim against it, you know. Yeah. And you can't get out. And if you haven't figured all of that out before you get in, then you could quite quickly get into trouble, couldn't you? I think that's it. And that's when we, when we started doing mapping the trend, we did sections at a time. So we'd go see the beginning, we'd go to the end, we'd see what was in the middle, what the flow was like. And then we'd move to the next bit just to make sure we knew exactly what we were doing. And I think that's what you've got to do, but enjoy it. Yeah, no, and I mean, I think it's quite incredible, really. So what year did you start doing the trend? The, in sections it's not that um, long ago, but go on what sort yeah, of year Trent must have been 20 2011 so I I can remember you doing it mm. I'd been doing triathlon for about yeah a little while since then and I was thinking I wanted to do some more swimming and yeah. I can remember you doing it and being um you know wanting to be part of it with the Midland Inland swimmers and stuff yeah. and just not really having the time to fit it in no. but I can remember in those days you'd go to Market Bosworth to do the open water swimming there and there's maybe be like 30 people there and you'd go once a week and you'd run by the local club and you'd know everyone in the lake um you know and there was only be that one place that you could go and and every saturday morning at seven o'clock or whatever and you'd know everyone there and you'd all sit in the cafe afterwards and make crazy plans like swim in the trend you know whatever but now (laughs) it's like every day of the week there is somewhere in our area in the, in the Midlands where you could go and swim. Yeah. And there'd be like, some days there'd be 200 people at Bosworth, you know, it, they don't do it anymore, but, or you'd go to Cliff Lakes or something. Yeah, there'd be 150 people. Yeah, um, yeah I think, because now there's so many places open, and yeah. you don't get that as many people and they're open for a lot longer so it's not all um you know but Mm. yeah it it, it's completely different you know now um Uh, it's it's grown on a scale of nothing on earth really has i mean we've got nine humber swimmers next year and i've already i think two boats are already full and i've got about another 70 people inquiring already just gone berserk absolutely berserk so. so i think i should just say another thing about the humber the other thing that i think is really important is that you're not some big events company are you it's just yeah. you yeah it's, it's me in the kitchen table yeah well and i drag frank along obviously <laughs> and you're doing it all the money goes to humber rescue you're not making yeah. a profit from it no, we don't Everyone, make all volunteers i do it because it's got such a special place in my heart i know in some of the bad times i've had in the past you know things could have been different and it just, it's just got my heart and we, we do it for nothing. My son was up last, last weekend. He got a ride on the, on the lifeboat. He thought he had the time of his life. It's like, it's becoming like a little community. Um, so we don't go online. We don't sell tickets because it's, it's money for Humber Rescue. Yeah. So that, that's why I love it. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I loved it too. I might, I might, one day I might come back and do it again. 
you'd be tempted. Um, so, one last thing then before we finish. Um, if you were thinking about a swimming adventure, you mm. know, like, do you have a bucket list of swimming adventures that you'd like to do? No. What, you don't? You don't? No, I'm quite happy in my little river trant. Okay. Um, right, so I'd like to do more it. coastal swimming, but we live so far away from the coast. It's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Just, it's just um, but no, nothing. I just, I love what I do. Okay. Just need to get fit enough to get back in the water. <laughs> yeah, well, your time is coming. Your time is coming. It is. Well, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Also, go on, tell us what. How do people? Um, before we go, if somebody wanted to swim the Humber, how do they get a ticket? Yeah. How do they get a space? If you go on Facebook and search the Humber Swim, it'll come up on Facebook. Um, if you get a hold of me, Sarah Scholes, I can direct you to the Humber or to the Trent. The um, Midland Inland Swimmers changed the name uh, to Wild, I think, Wild oh. Swimming, Staffordshire, Derbyshire, and Midlands, I think, Misties or something. We decided we needed to be rebranded after all these years. <laughs> well, yeah, um, you know, if anybody wants to pop along to one of the social ones, which we'll start again next year, um, because obviously this year's been a bit of a brush with the Humber. Um, but yeah, we're planning more trans swims, more Humber swims. So get in touch with Sarah at the Humber Swims and she'll give you all the details. So thanks very much for coming on. I've loved, I mean, I love talking about swimming, but yeah, I loved my swim down the, across the Humber. Good, good. I am pleased. <laughs> That's it, folks. That's the end of the podcast. I hope you found some of that useful and maybe it inspired you to think about take on a new running, swimming or triathlon goal. If you're not sure about how to get started, then do get in touch to find out how my technique coaching or my training programs could help. You can get in touch or find out more details at www.youcancoaching.co.uk. Mm-hmm.